We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, what is going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Talking Buffalo Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm Patrick Morant. Thank you for joining in. Audio side, video side. It is Casual Friday, and that means I am joined by my very good friend, fellow podcaster. I was going to say fellow writer, but you're actually a writer, and I'm not a writer, so that does not make <laughs> us fellow writers. My buddy Joe Yurden. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's uh. We're getting we're getting close to it now, aren't we? Sports wise, like yeah, it's getting it's getting crazy. We were talking. I was talking about this with Lance on on maintenance day this week. That uh, times times ticking down. Like we're we're stressing about like getting content because we're just like Jesus, you know, August. Like what are we gonna do? There's nothing to talk about, and we're like, wait, we're like two or three weeks away from there being nonstop content. So we just gotta we just gotta make the best of it. But <laughs> it's uh it's nuts, man. I can't I, I freaking can't believe it's September literally next week. Like that's nuts makes me i'm so sad about that <laughs> by the way i sold myself short i can write a little bit i'm as good of a writer as you but selling myself a little bit short here man dude uh, listen I, I i i said it on twitter a couple weeks ago when you put your rankings out for for wings dude I, that's like i i honestly look forward to that because a I, I gotta know you know where your opinions sit because i because i trust you when it comes i there's very few people i trust when it comes to wing opinions you're one you're one of them um, because I think you and I got pretty similar tastes, so that so that yeah. Um, but also, like, I just you know when I get when you get lower in those rankings, and like you're you know you kept it from roasting you know you know single places one by one, but when you get down got down to that like don't even go here thing, I was I was like let's let's see how, let's see how <laughs> if he pulls any punches on this or if he just lets loose and uh, yeah so I so, yeah, but it's but like. It, to me, it's all about like knowing your knowing your role, and not shutting your mouth, but like knowing your role and, and like and and you know not necessarily staying in your lane, but just owning owning that. You know, I try really hard, even if I don't like a place for wings, I try really hard to never blast them because I yeah you know it's I'll find something else about a place that I like, mm-hmm. even if it's not the wings. I don't take any pride in. Or joy in burying a place. You know, a lot of these people are good people. It just mm-hmm. and a lot of and, and in fairness, Nate and I talked about this too. A lot of places where I have them like near the bottom of you know a place to go for wings. It's not like they're saying, "Hey, we got the best wings in town. Come to our place." And then the yeah. wings suck. They just have wings, and I try them, and I'm like, "Oh, these aren't really that good." But it's not like they're hyping up their wings 
yeah. is some of the best. You know what they I mean? Just have, like, they just have wings on the menu because they have to because it's Buffalo. They're just like, right. listen, we, we, we need to have them on here. So right. I don't I don't take pride in burying places. But let me make an exception, though. Nino's Pizza in West Seneca is, you know what? Let, let's start this podcast with a hot take. Now, if you watch <laughs> this show every Friday, uh, you know, Joe, especially during the summertime, Joe's apartment, we'll have those windows open in the summer. He's got the fire department right next. It's still so not hot, cool in here, by the way. It's yeah, still, the, it's hot, still the hot take. The hot take alarm is definitely oh, going to yeah, go off when true. Joe's talking at some mm-hmm. point. You'll you'll know that. Nino's in West Seneca, man. I'm telling you, I ordered, and again, I don't take pride in in burying anyone, but you know what? This might be the most overrated place in Western New York for food. I'm telling you, man. Really? I, their pizza, not good. Their wings, even worse. And I stopped going there a long time ago. And then just this past week, because it's five minutes from my house, man, mm-hmm. I was in a lazy mood. I didn't want to drive to Bella or Imperial. I wanted to stake some. And I didn't want to drive anywhere else. And like Nino's is right up the road. So I call and I'm very, very specific. I want double steak, double cheese on there. Mm-hmm. I get the sub. It was the driest. I, I didn't even finish a third of it, man. No more. Wow. So Nino's Pizza, get your shit together, man. I, I'm sorry. Again, I don't take pride in burying anybody. I'm going off script already here. <laughs> you, got, you got me going. As soon as you brought up wings, you got me going. But, man, that it, it's just not good. I mean, it's, and it's not cheap either. You spend $23 for a steak sub and a, and a single order of breadsticks, which, by the way, we're not very good either. bucks for a sub. Well, and a small order of breadsticks, too, it's which, the, by uh, the way, is not very good. The breadsticks, they cost like 15 bucks. Jesus. That's, <laughs> good Lord. Yeah. Anyway, to your point, it is almost September already. That does make me sad. Uh, I'm a summer guy, and I know a lot of people are getting happy. I'm seeing, uh, I mean, in Wegmans, they got the Oktoberfest, Sam Adams beer all in full display already, pumpkin spice shit. I'm surprised they waited this long to put it out. Not ready for it, man. (laughs) That stuff's usually out the last week of July now. Weather's still been good, though, man. This has been a really, I think, weather-wise, this has been a solid summer, man. I don't think it's been overbearing hot a lot. I think it's been comfortable. The rain, when it has rained, it hasn't rained during the, the bad times. You know, it rains late at night or in the morning. Like, I haven't missed a lot of things because of rain. I think it's been a good Buffalo summer. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm more upset that I was able to predict when the, the, the hot would get really bad, and it was exactly when the sling went on. Yeah, when you had your shoulder. And I was, I was like, no, this will be the worst six weeks of summer. And sure as shit it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was it went immediately to being unbearably hot and humid and I was like cool, great. I'm glad that, I'm glad that I was able to, to predict this so I was prepared for it. But I'm I'm but going yeah. uh I'm going to Florida this weekend by the way just for a couple of days. Okay. Uh going to see my buddy. It wasn't cuz it wasn't going to be humid and hot enough. Wasn't going to be humid and hot enough so I'm going to go <laughs> suffer and, and torture myself a little more in Florida this week. But yeah, man, it hasn't rained a lot in Buffalo. I'll say that. In fact, you know what? The only time I hear rain now for the most is when I go to bed, when I go to bed at night. So I used to go to sleep and I put on, I'm one of those, are you one of those guys when you go to bed, Joe, do you need silence? Do you sleep with the TV on? Do you sleep with the radio on? Do you try to go to sleep in silence? Like what's your typical uh, sleeping style? So back in the day, I used to, I used to need music playing at night, Mm -hmm. like, which people were just like, are you insane? Like that would just, that would just like keep me awake because you know, song lyrics and music, like you just get into it. You're just kind of like, whatever. But at some point, and I don't know if it was, co- it had to be college, had to be college. I just stopped uh, playing music at night. And then I was like, I got, it's gotta be quiet. I can't, I can't go to sleep with the TV on because it's like, it's visual stimulation. I'm going to be watching like whatever's on. It doesn't need, need to be anything good. I'll just be watching it and paying attention to it. And then if it's music, then I'll just be like, okay, that's, there's that song and blah, 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 blah. 
music plays enough in my head already <laughs> as it is. I don't need to have it actively going to, to keep me uh, to keep me going. So yeah, it, it has to be quiet for me, which, which I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't know if that's weird now, but, uh, but my sleep's my sleep's been pretty screwed up for the last couple of years. So I, I don't know, maybe, maybe something will change out of it eventually. But yeah, I, I need it to be as dull on the senses as possible when it's time to sleep. I, I can't sleep in silence. My my wife has to sleep in silence. So it's been a, a feud for years and years and years. I cannot sleep in silence. I cannot sleep with music on either because then I never go to sleep. I I, I get the song stuck in my head and then I start wondering, well, what's going to be playing next? So that I never go to sleep for years and years. I put on TV and I'd sleep to sports center all the time, but I haven't put on, I have not watched one second of sports center in probably literally a month because now what I've been doing when I go to bed at night is I put on a, a YouTube channel and I'll start out watching either a bills podcast or I listen to some wrestling podcast, like mm-hmm. a, a review of the, whatever that should know uh, the shows are from that night, or just like, you know, grilling with JR or 83 weeks. Those are things I like to follow because all those Conrad podcasts are like two to three hours long. So I put yeah. them on, I know I'm not going to listen to them. And, and then I kind of fall asleep listening to it. But I found myself for whatever reason, not whatever reason, I've always been like this. I wake up two, three times a night. I cannot sleep through the night. I always... I got the weakest bladder in the history of the world. I got to go to the bathroom a couple of times. So I never sleep through the night. But, and the reason why I brought this all up, because we took, you were talking, I said, it doesn't, hasn't been raining much. I found a game changer. I, I go on YouTube now and I put on those rain videos where it's the sound of rain, you know, hit it a window or the, the waves from an ocean. Yeah. And at first I used to laugh at that shit, but you know what? I've been sleeping better lately. I've been doing this for a couple of weeks now. Okay. I've fallen asleep quicker. And I've actually been sleeping better. Like I only wake up maybe once now instead of three times at night. So I've been going to bed every night with these stupid rain videos and stuff, but it's been working. Cause they got like those, uh, that's like those white noise, um, machines that they have for mm-hmm. sleep or it's, you know, I mean, white noise is one thing, but like, they also have like the, you know, like the rainforest setting or, right. you, know, you know, quiet rainstorm setting or like one of those, you know, those things where it's just kind of like, it's just nice and easy relax and like i've never thought once as that that's something i should use but maybe now i do i don't know i it i need i need to help my sleep i need to get my sleep more regular is what i need to do because it's just been so all over the place i you know sleeping in a recliner for a month didn't help you know wearing a sling to bed doesn't help um so like it just got it's just all over the map like some nights i'll want to fall asleep at like 10 o'clock which is insane because i'm that that's uh, that's not me I'm always a night owl person, but then other times it's like, oh, it's five thirty in the morning. Why am I still awake? Like this, it's so stupid. I, it's so dumb. It's it's ridiculous, and I I just need to get addressed somehow without using like sleeping pills or any of that stuff. For people who haven't been around or listening or watching much this summer, lots has changed. Joe, who, who <laughs> might, he's not wearing a sling no more. <laughs> it's gone, baby. Shoulder had major We're done with, we're uh, done with surgery. It Look better, feel better, but it's also been busy because now Joe is writing for Bleacher Report. Mm-hmm. And now you're also doing some contributing work for uh, McKean Hockey as yeah. well now. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. plate is getting fuller and fuller. Plus, obviously, Maintenance Day podcast you do yeah. every week with Lance. Was, and then you're kind of up to jump coming on around, this. man. Like it's yeah. business. As JR would say, business is about to pick up. Good. Well, that's good, though, man. Well, yeah, it's no, it's, it's better when you get sleep. Though. To it. You're, oh, you are. Yeah. 
<laughs> Joe sleep. Joe sleep is all over the place. I, you've yeah. admitted this on the podcast many times too. Yeah, I yeah, I it's got to get fixed before hockey season starts, man. Because like if I if I'm still doing that, like getting up for the morning skates or you know the morning practices or something like that, if I walk in like uh, looking like a zombie, or whatever, <laughs> like, that's that's not going to be any good. Like all pale with bags under my eyes and shit. Like people are just going to be like, dude, what's the matter with you? And I'm like, listen, just leave me alone. <laughs> I'll have to become a coffee person again. And like, I can't do coffee now. Caffeine's too much for me, but I have one. I have to, I will like <laughs> before we get to, uh, uh, we'll spend a little bit of time talking about the bills. I got a couple or a small handful of like my biggest preseason takeaways. I, I kind of went ahead on them. Maybe we'll get to a little bit of saber stuff. Still not really much going on, which by the way, I get, again, I give you and Lance credit. How you guys are able to put together an hour podcast every week when there is quite literally nothing going on, because I'll tell you what, football is not quite the same as hockey. I mean, besides being bigger football, obviously right. there's always something going on with football. The draft's a big thing. The combine's the big thing. Then there's mini camps and there's training camps. There's all kinds of stuff. So it seems like football's never ending. Whereas hockey, once it's dead season, it, like after like what, 48 hours in a free agency is dead season. You yeah. know what I mean? Pretty much. No, everybody's so, running for vacation. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they got to get so, to cottage country, man. Like they, right. they rent those things out. They can't, they can't just. Right. So you and Lance do a, a good job because again, there's not really much to talk about. So you, you guys find a way to make it still interesting. Whereas football, it's a little easier to find stuff that you could just uh, plug in. But anyway, we'll get to some of that this week. Starting five, we're going to do uh best Disney characters. That'll be fun. For that, though, you know, I kind of want to hit on a topic because I've noticed it. A lot of people have noticed it. Well, people who actually still watch the local news have, have certainly noticed this. There's been um, an exodus of uh, TV news people from this Buffalo market that have left recently, and especially over at uh, WIBB um, Channel 4. Mm -hmm. um, they're leaving this market for other markets, which has always happened. Buffalo is kind of like one of that mid-level stepping stones. You know, people come here from smaller towns, like say Elmira or something like that. Then they come to Buffalo and then they work their way up to a, a top 40 market somewhere in the country. So that's always kind of my comment, but they're, so they're leaving for other markets, but a lot of people, and I've noticed this, they're leaving the business altogether. And at a young age, a lot of people, um, Alan Pergman from the Buffalo News had an article. We're taping this Thursday. It was actually in uh paper today. Um, I, I want to list just a handful of people. And this is all that have left, again, not for another market, but for other school districts now, people. Mm -hmm. um, Kayla Green, a reporter at Channel 4, she left. Um, she just put something out on Twitter this week. She's not really a household name yet, kind of mm -hmm. new to the business, but she grew up here. She talked about this being her dream to be you know, on TV and doing news and she's already leaving. She's joining the Hamburg central school district. Uh, Paul Stockman was a sports reporter at, at channel four. Um, he, he, he's work he works for Nichols now. Uh, Mary Margaret Johnson. I, I liked her a lot too. She was good. Um, channel four, uh, multimedia journalist. Yeah. She's at Damon college. Now, Jenna Cleary Stockman, she's met her and Paul are married. I love Jenna. I've had her on this podcast. One yeah. of my favorite guests, man. That was uh, great. Yeah, she was great. She, she was at Channel 7 and she left the business and she and she went to Canton. Those are people who are just leaving the business altogether. And then you got your people like, uh, and these are all from Channel 4, Jazz Williams, someone else I liked a lot. Um, She was on in the morning in Channel 4. Mm -hmm. She's gone. Melanie Orleans, Channel 4 morning show. She mm -hmm. left. I think she's somewhere in Charlottesville, Charlotte, some, somewhere around down south. And then Gabrielle Mediac, somebody, I love Gabby, man. She, she was awesome. She's been at Channel 4 for four years. 
Western New York, born and raised. She's leaving now, and she and she's going to her market. Hasn't said where. And kind of talk about it. it's Joe. If you still like, and again, times are different now. Like when we were younger, not that we're old, old, but right. When you and I were younger. We watched the local news. Now you know whether it's Buffalo, or whatever, it's Syracuse, wherever you live, yeah, Albany. You watch your local news, and you kind of became accustomed to the people who are on the air. You got to know them. Um, it, it's just crazy now how much this is like the reasons to pay. Mm-hmm. I know pay's got a lot to do with it. I know you know a lot of people in the business, obviously. You, mm-hmm. Of course you do. The pay is small when you factor in the schedule that they have to work, the availability of these reporters have to work, how flexible they got to be. And, uh, you know, some cases, like I said, bigger market opportunities or some they're just quite frankly, they're, you know, they're truly like shit where they were. Some I know first they had a couple of them. So I don't know what's your thoughts on just how many people seem to be leaving this specific market. I don't know if it's happening everywhere, but it's certainly happening in this market. There's, there's so much turnover. Uh, at stations now and it, like Buffalo, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, Buffalo is a pretty decent sized market for, right. for jobs. Like this isn't like, you know, this isn't like doing TV in Elmira or, you know, like, like pick out another, pick out, right. yeah, you know, pick out another small place across, you know, across the state or anywhere else, you know, Boston, or Boston, geez. Buffalo, Buffalo is a big market and that it's a starter place for a lot of people is fascinating because you know this, this is a kind of a place where you know you gotta i would think you start somewhere smaller and then work your way to buffalo and then if you you know if you stay at it and you keep getting better then you work your way up to even bigger cities um but the way the way the industry is now it's it's a churn because you know they want to get people as young as possible in there because they know they don't have to pay them as much um well i mean they could if you know, if people decided to you know, stick up for themselves and maybe organize a little bit better and, you know, try to, try to make sure that they don't right. get the oh, absolutely. Stuff. But, um, but I mean, that goes for any job in media. Some people, you know, a lot of people just want to work in media and they don't care what the, what the pay is. They're like, no, this is, you know, I got to pay my dues. I got to do this. I got to do that. I get it. Like we've all been there. Um, but at some point, like you got to respect your own worth. And I think that's, that's what's happening with a lot of, a lot of people now is that like, they're like, Hey, I've been doing this for, for a year or two, a couple of years, three years, four years, whatever it is. And they're saying they're like, all right, well, you know, it's time for a raise. And the places are just like, no, no, it's not like, we're not giving you a raise. And why not? Cause we don't need to, because if you leave, we're going to get somebody else fresh out of fresh out of school or, you know, broadcast school, J school, whatever it is. And we're going to bring them in. We're going to pay them whatever we're paying you, maybe even a little bit less. They'll be happy to do it because it's their it's their break. It's their chance to to get on the air. Um, but the 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 dichotomy between you know what the the churn you see at the bottom and then like you know the, the main news anchors and the main you know the main reporters and whatnot. There's no change there. I mean, you know, I love Jackie Walker, but how long has she been on the air in Buffalo? It's a long time, and that sure. you know it goes goes for so many people at, at all the uh, you know at all the stations. That, you know, Mary for, Alice Demler, yeah, but, yeah, uh, you know, like and, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from them at all. Absolutely they're, not. They're right. fantastic at their jobs. They're great at it. Um, but also, you know, they, they you know they got it. You know, they they got it good. They've got it kind of figured out. Like they're paid very well. You know, they're the featured person on those stations. Like, I get it. Um, but, it, you know, they play media places don't want to take care of the new people like at all. And they're not going to pay them a lot. And listen, to, to 
schools and places like that are figuring out like, hey, we need somebody who knows how to run a press, you know, to, to handle the press, handle the media and, and what it takes to to uh, to manage, you know, the, the outreach with that, because schools are starting to understand public relations is a big part of the business because you got to cover up. Well, not cover up. Well, I mean, maybe in some cases it is cover up, but you got to make sure that you're owning owning your own message and getting things out the way that you want it to be viewed and how you want to get things done. And they're willing to pay for it because let's face it, you know, uh, public schools, there is some money to go around there. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's, you know, it's a wash in cash. It's certainly not the case because teachers will tell you that right up front. Um, but in those positions, like there's, there's money carved out in those budgets and it's going to be a lot more than you make doing TV. I mean, I think if you if you talk to a lot of the people that are leaving right now, what they and ask them what they were making a year, if they tell you, I mean, they, good chance they won't tell you, but the chances of of you being shocked at how how little it is are pretty high, because because yeah. I know I know damn well it was you know when I started in radio. Now, granted, this is almost twenty years ago at this point. Um, it was, uh, you know, I was producing like the, the, I was producing one of the top morning shows in Albany, uh, on a station that made a lot of money because it, you know, it was the big news talk station. Um, and you know, again, biggest rating show, you know, of local shows, it was the biggest, you know, one of the biggest rating earners, biggest money earners on the station. Um, but did that money make it to the producer who runs the show and does all the stuff behind the scenes? No. Nope, right. nope, 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 nope. And like the whole, I mean, the, the, the host gets most of the money, which deserved, you know, uh, you know, he, he deserved every bit of it. Um, but he also very much went to bat for me to, to get a raise. Cause he, cause you know, he sees, he, he would see the work that I was doing. And you know, the, the raise that I ended up getting was uh, to call it insulting is insulting because it was very, very bad. And I was paid not well, you know, it was very, very low pay. And the fact that I stuck with it as long as I did is, mortifying to me <laughs> looking back on it but but that's what it you know that's what it is sometimes you sometimes like you usually just get stuck and you're like this i'm sticking with this i don't care how long it takes do you uh, but do for you other think, people it's just like no i just you know i i ain't got time for this i got stuff i want to do do you think the shine has kind of come off a little bit of being a, a tv news or tv sports oh, news personality i remember there'd be a time where you'd be grocery shopping you'd be like oh you know holy shit there's whoever it may be, you know what I mean? Like kind of a big deal. Now it's I mean, no disrespect to them. That That's not mm -hmm. what I, you know, what I'm trying to say, but also in part because of the age of, of social media. And, and I mean, I'm at a point now where I, I think there's a lot of podcasters out there, or vidcasters out there that are probably more recognizable to the, to the average New Yorker than some of these uh, TV news people. And that in combined with the, uh, with the money. And, and again, I'm not going to name anyone specifically or, or it's, it's nobody's business, to, you know, for us to be saying what they make per year. That's not our business to really talk about. I don't think, mm -hmm. but it's not a lot. Like some of these people you'd be, you'd be surprised, man. You'd be like, Oh my God, this person's on TV five, see them five times a week on TV. Mm -hmm. I work at the steel mill and I'm making significantly more money than they are. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I see it happen yeah. quite often. It's there is. I mean, there's definitely. It's definitely lost some of a shine. I think it's lost a lot of a shine because you know, in this age, if you're doing news, man, like it's really uncomfortable. Like because you know, TV news especially because you're 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 facing up. You know, you're you're constantly going to have your looks judged. A you know, especially yeah. if, especially if you're a woman doing TV. Too. Absolutely. 
good friggin' lord, man. Like the, the I mean, this the comments they get on social alone are enough to make you want to scream and go hide in a cave, you yeah. know, live in a cave the rest of your life. Yeah, it's um, but it's but I, you know, there's pressure, you know, to look good constantly. If you gain three pounds, it's going to be noticeable, and people are going to be, oh, you can put on some weight. Look at that. Oh, I can't believe it. Um, and like that, you know, that's that's incredibly unfair. You know that your how you dress is gonna is gonna be constantly scrutinized. And that's not even taking into effect, you know, taking into uh, consideration the news itself, where you know somebody disagrees with the news or how it's portrayed or whatever. The person reading it is the person that's going to take the, the take the heat for it. They're going to be like, yeah. "Oh, these guys, you know, they're too, you know, they're too right wing. They're too left wing. I hate them." Blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. then you know you're getting hate emails. You're getting you know shitty messages on social media. You know, it's all that kind of stuff. You know, it's. For anybody doing media now, it's it's a very difficult world. And you know, listen, doing local news is easier compared to like you know being sent to war zones and you know you know sure. working, you know working at you know CNN or something like that, where you've got crazies coming out of the woodwork to you know to th- you know threaten you, do you know to do all these things. But like that stuff exists at the local level too. You know, geez, um, I you know I follow uh, Kate Welshaw for at Channel Two. She uh, she came over here from Albany, which you know I remember seeing her over there and I was like, cool, somebody, you know, somebody I recognize from, from back homes over here. She's great. She's super, she's awesome. Um, but she's very open about sharing a lot of like the nasty stuff that she gets and the stuff like that. And it's crazy. People are nuts because they, they, cause there's an implied access to a lot of people that if they see you on TV, that means you're their friend or, right. you know, they're allowed to say this, that, or the other thing to you. And it's, that ain't it, man. Like that, <laughs> you know, it, they might be familiar, you know, somebody on the air might be familiar to you. But we don't know who you are. You know, right. like, we don't know who anybody is. Like if, if somebody stops, like, you know, like, again, I'm an F level Buffalo celebrity. Okay. Let's put it that way. Like, I just, I'm unrecognizable for the most part, but if somebody like sees me out somewhere and they're like, Oh, Hey Joe, hey, what's up? And I'm like, uh Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, Oh, like, well, okay. Well, how's this going to go? You know, you get immediately defensive because you're just like, all right. You're like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty inoffensive for the most part. I mean, there's some things that like, right. I can't, I know what you're say, saying, but, but like, if you get somebody just to be like, Oh, Joe or yo jerk and be like, Oh boy. Okay. Like, uh, all right. Let's, you know, how's this going to go? And I, I agree a hundred percent. You're on the defensive, like right away. Like, cause you just don't know. But until that person's like, Hey, let me buy you a beer. Then it's like, all right, we're good. <laughs> I, I, I get the same exact thing. Sometimes I'll go to, uh, like a Bill's Mafia gathering or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, who's listening or watch the podcast or listens to the podcast. They may, may, maybe they think I suck. You know what I mean? Or maybe I said something mm-hmm. about the player that they like that yeah. offended them. Or I just, what happened at the top of this podcast, man? I just kind of, I not kind of, I completely <laughs> criticized Nino's pizza. You know, a boy's going to be there. You never, you never know. Yeah. Or like, the owner is going to be there. Be like, right. Yo, the owner. So, so you never know. So you're right. I always have that in the back of my mind and I'm a nobody compared to these people who have such a, a bigger platform. Mm-hmm. So I, I think at this point, like, you know, the, the older news people, the ones who, who've been around there, they've established themselves. They've built a life here in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They're a lot less likely to leave. Like we're, I love Don Postles. Where's Don Postles going at this point? You know what I'm saying? Or Mary Alice and a lot of these people, they, they, they've been around for so long. Jackie Walker, they're not going anywhere. This is their but career. Like they're in a position. They get to call the shots too, though. Like, sure. You know, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Renew the contract. They're like, all right, well, here's right. what I want. They're like, right. Oh crap. Well, if we let you go, we're going to get nothing but shit. Right. For they're the mo- and they're the most recognizable 
people now mm-hmm. in news, uh, TV news media. Yeah. I, I think Alan's column was spot on. His quote, he was talking about Kayla Green, and she's just one example. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, Green hasn't been there long enough to be a household name, but it says something about the state of local TV news if a Western New York native leaves her dream job to, for a school system. Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, it's pretty wild, man. I don't know. It's just something Listen, that's really caught my attention lately. Anybody who does media is always not very far off from just dumping it and saying, forget, like, I got to take care of me because the money, because the money, if the money ain't there, like, listen, we, we know what life is like right now. Like it's, right. it's, it's hard for everybody. It's very hard for everybody unless, you know, you're a one percenter then, you know, go jump off a bridge or something. But, um, but it's really hard to, you know, to pay the bills and make ends meet, you know, inflation, you know, slash getting overcharged by everybody on earth. Um, it sucks. Like every bit of it stinks, you know, housing costs are insane now. Like if you, you know, if you're working, if you're somebody like Kayla green or, or, or somebody like that, where you're, you're just, you just want to like a one bedroom apartment to live in. If you're not, you know, if you're going to live in a place, you know, in a decent enough neighborhood, you're paying a ton of money for a sure. one bedroom. Like, yeah. I mean, and if that's, a, it's, it's, a, that's, if it's a one bedroom, if it's a two bedroom, Jesus, you might be paying 13, 14, 1500 a month in Buffalo for a two bedroom. That's nuts. Like there's, no disrespect to anybody who who has a building here your apartment ain't worth that much man like it is not is not worth that much and you should probably you know think about it really long and hard but a lot of people decide to buy stuff to make that their income to charge charge on people's backs to do that but um but if you're but if you're in media you can't afford that like that's if you're making 28 grand a year doing tv which might not be too far off for some, you know, for some of the, for some of the newer people Sure, um, that might even be putting it light. Who knows? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what that, what that's changed to, but it's, it's nuts because you can't afford to do a lot of stuff. Like, you know, you got to pay for your car. You got to do this, you got to do that. You just can't afford to live on that. And, you know, getting a, getting a media job or a PR job with a school district, money's probably going to be at least twice as good, twice as better than, than what you're yeah. making there, which, I mean, that's that that becomes a no brainer at that point. It's like that's and that's why do I want to scrape by or do I want to you know start you know being able to have a, a real life here? Yeah, and that's why I think a lot of people are leaving the business altogether or go to like school districts for an example or other mm-hmm. uh, PR things because yeah. it just pays better. Like it's great to be on TV. It is great to be recognized, and especially if it's something you worked really hard for. But at some mm-hmm. point, to your to your point, that shit ain't you know you got to pay your rent and. The electric company and the cable company, they don't give a shit who you are, or what TV yep. show or TV news that you're on. And then the other case, too, in the last point here is some of these people just are, are have been treated shitty. You know, yep. I'm, I'm not going to name names for the most part, but I will drop one name because I, I really don't care. I got nothing to lose. Madison Carter at Channel 7. To oh, me, man. she was she was the best newscaster to come around this market, in, in my opinion, anyway, a long time. Her and reporting sure on like whole, horror, like a she real digging, amazing. She's fu- she was, person. she is. I shouldn't say she was past tense because she's yeah. still in the business. She's oh, yeah. fucking amazing, man. I remember yep. the the her reporting live during the um because I was living in Florida at the time and I would I had a legal cable maybe maybe not I'm on you know I can't confirm or <laughs> deny that but I'd be watching local Buffalo TV all the time and during the uh the social unrest phase mm-hmm. you know that that hit everywhere the BLM stuff. Yeah. Her reporting live was sensational. She mm-hmm. was amazing. And I'm telling you right now, she left this market 
not just because of a better opportunity to go make more money in a bigger city, mm-hmm. which she that's, is. That's, she, she, got has, done, she got done dirty here real bad. Right. That's real my bad. point. And she's not the only one. I'm not going to single out one news station over the other because it happens at all of them. Sometimes it's news directors. Sometimes it's the assistant. Sometimes it's just, you know, different bosses and stuff like that. But yeah, she got done dirty, man. Mad- Madison Carter was elite. It's, and, uh, it, it's, it's that tough me to- off. Yeah, it's 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 very difficult for some, which is crazy. It's crazy to say this, but it's so difficult to be somebody that actually wants to do the hard work. Yeah, which is which is nuts to me because like you get into the business to do the hard work, right? Like you're not just getting in there to be like, all right, I'm going to anchor and you know just you know do nothing and cash in, just do that. Like I, you don't, I don't know. So I guess maybe some people get into broadcasting to do the most basic stuff. I guess. Um, but like when you go in to be a reporter, to do the, to do the groundwork, to do the hard stuff, that, that is like finding a diamond out of nowhere. If you're a local station, you got somebody that wants to do that. It's like, holy crap. All right. We got somebody who's going to do that. Problem is so many, and it's not a Buffalo only thing. It's not, it's a thing. I mean, if you got somebody who's, who's doing that kind of hard work and, you know, ruffling feathers or whatever, you know, however you want to put it. That puts a lot of pressure on these stations to be like, hey, you better back off or else we're, you know, we're not going to do blank, blank, blank. And it's like, well, you know, what are you going to, you know, what can you offer that's going to be, that's going to make us, you know, want to call off our reporter who's doing, you know, good work and it could bring awards to our station, you know, like that's, that's the thing. That's, that's why the whole thing with Madison really chaps my ass because that was, because she was doing the hard work. Like any, anybody who does that, who does that kind of work where it does make people uncomfortable. And it does, you know, and it is like tried and true journalism. And if people don't like that, man, just take a hike. Just get she out. She was here. too outspoken a little bit on social media for mm, some people's like. Really. Let's just put it well, down. For some no, people. and not not for my like. Yeah. I'm talking about yeah. superiors. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna leave it at that, man. I, I just yeah. thought it was all bullshit, and it really sucked uh, for her to leave. But yeah, just generally as a whole, it's. It's something I've noticed more. I, again, this market has always been kind of a mid-tier market. People come, people go. It's always happened. It's not nothing brand new. But at this level, as often and as many people, good, talented people that are just leaving the business altogether, it's just uh, it's it, it, it just it's, blows my mind, man. But uh, I, will, I will say in Madison's case, though, turning Buffalo into an Atlanta job. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not she good. Bad. Not a she bad good. glow up. <laughs> She's good, man. She's good. All right, let's take a real quick break. I'm going to come back. Uh, I, I want to get to a couple of Bills preseason takes. Maybe we'll talk quick sabers and then we'll get to our, our starting five draft. Be right back. Sports fans who like to wager, I'm here to tell you about Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. If you're looking for a one-stop space on these interwebs to compare odds live up to the minute, Look no further than Odds Trader. Why is Odds Trader so valuable to you? Well, for starters, it's the perfect place to compare betting odds and lines from all the major sports books. Why does that matter? Well, it matters because if you're liking a team, you want to throw down some cash on them, you're getting your choice of what's getting you the best odds, the best lines. It's a chance to find the highest payouts if you're betting on the underdogs or whether you're profiting the most if you're going with the favorites. Odds Trader also allows you to compare all the different signup codes and promos from the sports books so that you can get the best deal out there for you. If that's not enough, Odds Trader, the app, also gives you player stats, key game stats, injury reports, 
projected game day weather, which by the way, that could be a huge thing to know in certain situations. Odds Trader also has a betting tracker so they can keep records of all your games that you have wagers on and all your betting activity. Simply put, Odds Trader gives you quite literally everything you need to make the most informed bets humanly possible. If you're in this betting on sports games, any sport, by the way, make sure you go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I'm back with Joe Yurden. So let's drop it on Friday. By the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, hit, hit that like button. Um, that really helps us grow this station. The Buffalo Bills play their final preseason game against Carolina. Josh Allen's not playing. Most of the starters aren't playing. For most of the players on this team, I, I think it's kind of a meaningless game, but there's a handful of players. And, and Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have talked about this. Where There are still some jobs on the line. I thought it was pretty telling that Brandon Bean said before in advance of this game that he's got the roster down to somewhere in the fifties, which, which kind of validates the point that, mm -hmm. you know, there's going to be a lot of guys playing, but maybe playing, there's maybe four or five jobs that could potentially be on the line based on one more preseason game. A couple of positions might be, or spots might be neck and neck and mm -hmm. they want to get one more extended look. And those guys, I would assume are going to get a lot of playing time. But anyway, that aside, uh, I got a couple of preseason takeaways. Well, we'll call them camp in preseason, pretty much since football started again. Uh, when it comes to this team, after watching them play twice and again, camp, the biggest thing for me, and I want to be careful here, and you know this, Joe, you <laughs> you know a lot of other podcasters who do talk Bills, a lot of people on Twitter. I think you know now, I admit I'm a Bills fan, of course, mm -hmm. and, and everybody, again, if you're unless you're brand new to the show, Joe is a Bill, we call him a Bills watcher. Yes, He watches the team, follows the team, but he's not a fan. He is actually a Detroit Lions fan. Just want to throw that out there. I admit this. I got no problem with this. I'm a Bills fan. That said, when I get on this microphone and the camera's on and the recorder's on, I do my very best to speak objectively. I don't wear Bills shirts. I don't wear Bills hats. I try to be objective. Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. Now, my fandom does come through. I am openly admitting this, but for the most part, I, I try to keep my takes objective. That said, <laughs> I preface this by saying this. 
there's no hole. There doesn't seem to be any real holes on this football team, man. I mean, the offensive line may be a little bit wishy-washy because Roger Saffold's 34 years old and he missed time after an accident. And he's back and he's looking pretty good. And Ryan Bates got a nice contract, but he's, uh, you know, he only started like five games from the last year. And right tackle seems to be a little bit of a competition between Spencer Brown getting fully back and healthy and David Quinzenberry, uh, the veteran. But anyway, maybe offensive line being a little wishy-washy aside, there is not, from top to bottom, a single flaw on the field, on paper. Not even on paper. How they look on the field, too. This is a team with very, I don't want to say without a single flaw, but this is a team with, with, with very, very few flaws right now. And I think we're seeing it, and we've even seen it in the preseason, meaningless or not. I mean, what they did against Denver, six drives, six touchdowns. I And that was against a lot of Denver or not all starters, but I don't know, Joe. This team just really, really looks good right now. There's not a lot of flaws on this football team. That's my biggest takeaway. Um, does does Jeremy Jeremy White still does the preseason pledge, right? Or did he put it or did he put it away now that the Bills are gonna be a presumptive monster? What was it? I don't even remember. Take nothing serious from the preseason. Okay. I mean it is take nothing it. serious. Ask for no injuries, just I agree. We've we argued about this a couple weeks ago. I said I don't think they should play the starters. People, people, I've been, I don't know, man. I just been like shaking my head about the 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 Denver preseason game. Just people are just like, oh my god, they're it was fun though. Relax, it's (laughs) preseason. Please, I I got to a point where I wanted them to punt. I wanted to see a punt, and they didn't punt till like a meaningless punt, like at at the end of the game. Joe, this team's. This team on paper is stacked, bro. They, they, they well, yeah, no, they are. They, I, they are. I just, I don't want, I don't need to be hearing about it after some garbage preseason. Game. <laughs> go out and smoke the Rams by 30. Do that. Like, show it to me then. You know, they might. <laughs> they might. I don't know, but I, well, even if you take the preseason I, aside, just you look at the roster and you look at sure. training camp and how these guys have looked, there's just, I don't see positions again, except for offensive line, a little, could be a little bit wishy washy. Um, and then, corner which I'll, I'll get to trey white in a second but trey white not being back yet um that's not good and jordan Poy and micah hyde had an injury scare he's fine jordan poyer's been out a couple weeks brandon bean said if this was a regular season game this week he probably could play but they're not going to chance it so that's another which kind of leads to another takeaway of mine preseason takeaway they've been fortunate because they've completely avoided catastrophic injuries we just Dallas just lost the key offensive alignment for the season, Tyrone Smith. Um, the Jets almost lost their quarterback, Zach Wilson, for the he's only gonna be out like four weeks now or something. But there's been a lot of significant injuries around the league at practice and training camp. And the Bills, in large part, except for Jordan Poyer, which again turned out to be not too serious. Thank God, if you're a Bills fan, they've avoided bad injuries because I've always thought that the biggest thing that could derail the Bills this year is injuries of course but they've avoided that that's another pretty big uh takeaway so far going into this carolina game i uh you know i i'm glad nobody is worth annoyed you're asking me to take preseason shit serious i just i can't i can't man. <laughs> even even stupid lions like i'm watching Lions stuff and they're like oh you know the the backup quarterback thing is, is still up for battle who gives a shit please you know I, I, 
well, you know, we're talking like, what's the Bills' big battle right now? Right tackle, maybe. Like for, that's... for a starting job, I would say probably right tackle. I think there's a couple of positions where there's a legitimate battle. Uh, yeah. Tight end, I think it's become a legitimate battle behind Dawson Knox, of course. Right. But again, we're talking, um, we're talking second string, you know, second string tight end, starting right, starting right tackle is the bigger deal. Sure. Uh, but like even Brown, you know, even Brown, like he didn't become the starters for what, like week four or five last year? Yeah. Like that? Or was he, in, he was got he forced ordering? in because of injuries. And now, right. ironically, it's him getting back from a, a back surgery procedure that's kind of mm -hmm. slowed his progress, which has put a veteran, David Quisenberry, yeah. uh, firmly in the mix. Now, it's to your preseason point, Joe, this is where I'm laughing because you're right. Case Keenum, you know, we don't talk about all the good shit. Case Keenum looked like shit against the Colts, and and all I heard was Matt Barkley's the number two and cut Case Keenum because he looked bad against the Colts. But Case Keenum looked great week one, so you know uh, who cares? <laughs> you know, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, like, okay, like you know, what you know, I I don't even want to throw out these these hypotheticals, but like, what if he doesn't have a great game against Carolina's you know F team, like? I don't care, man. Like if the thing with the backup quarterback thing with Buffalo is that if Allen gets hurt, you're fucked no matter what. Sure, the season I, over. Like season I, over. I don't care who the backup is. They make me the backup. Be just I agree. I most teams I think have that same issue. If right. Patrick Mahomes goes down, see you later, Kansas City. Joey Burrow, right. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. That's a wrap for those. Matt Stafford. That's a wrap. Jerry Goff. <laughs> no, there. No, Detroit's the only team that might get better if the starter goes out. Uh, D David Blau for life, baby. But, um, but I mean, like, you know, that, that's that's what that's what I mean. Like, I can't. I, there's so much like, and it it's part of the NF. It's the whole NFL. It's not just a Buffalo thing. Yeah. It's just it's the it's the over dramatization, over analysis of every every single thing. You know, I mean, they made a big deal about you know Areza versus Hack here, like. You know, I mean, Jesus, a team that doesn't punt, their biggest story is the, the freaking punter. Like, okay. It was a really, really big, big story to this whole camp, which was a little bit silly. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I mean, he big story be here, I guess. Cause that, cause that's, that's the, that's the wealth of riches thing though. Like I tweeted, you got, nothing else to, you got nothing else to care about. Nothing else to pay attention to. It was like, Oh, how about the punter? This one guy kicks it a thousand miles. Like, all right. During the Denver what? game, I, the only tweet I had during the whole game was you or I could be the punter. Yeah, it's your right. This year. You are going to be the fucking punter. That's the way this offense looks, man. And again, not even just the preseason. I'm talking about going back to the way they looked at the end of last regular season mm -hmm. in the playoffs, too. Yep. And then another thing with the Bills, which is almost comical at this point, when they're good or when, when even when they're bad, they always seem to be so loaded with running backs that don't end up making the roster and we're so high on them. This year, that rookie, Rasheed Blackshear, looks great right now. Undrafted rookie. Last year was Antonio Williams was going to be a world beater. And I, and you had to have him on your 53 and this and that. It just does Duke Johnson, Duke Johnson, who's not going to make this football team. Mm -hmm. There's some good running backs who are not going to make this team. There is one takeaway. It's a running team though. Like that's the thing. Like you get, you have 900 running backs. Who gives a shit? They're not running the ball. Allen's the runner. Like that's, that's the position they put right. themselves in. You, you I laugh because you are right because I know how much you hate the preseason. You're uh, Joe, yeah, Joe like, Buffalo yeah, wins. It was, it was like the end of last year when people were making a big deal. Oh, Singletary can run now. I was like, who cares? Give doesn't matter. Like, okay, Allen doesn't have to run the ball. Great, cool. Like, that's the relief. But there are two legitimate preseason takeaways that I have that have nothing to do with the games. Okay, mm -hmm. there's two of them. One of them don't mean anything because who, who says what doesn't mean 
dick. But I'm just being honest with you. But what I've noticed is almost every person nationally that I've seen that is a name person that represents a major outlet, almost almost universally, everybody's picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl. And again, that don't mean nothing when the games start. But I do find it interesting that literally, I'm talking, you name an outlet, Sports Illustrated, Pro Football Talk, go on and on and on and on. They all, I, in fact, I have seen more people pick the Bills to win the Super Bowl than I've seen all the other 31 teams in the NFL combined to win the Super Bowl, man. The Bills are the pick around the league. They're the chic pick right now. They're the sexy pick to win it all. I don't ever remember that except for maybe 1991 and 92 years two and three of the the Bills Super Bowl run the first year came a I don't want to say out of nowhere because it was supposed to be their next step in their progression which it was but after they lost to the Giants I remember everyone said the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl in year two which they lost to Washington in year three Dallas I remember that pretty well Mm -hmm. year four everyone thought the Bills were done and then they kind of they still went to the Super Bowl but I can't remember the last time the Bills have been favored like this i'm sure you've noticed this too everybody's picking the bills to win the super bowl just like almost everyone's picking josh allen to be mvp it's predictions are fun because it's it's great conversation topics like we're doing right right i i take them with a grain of salt always because you know whatever it's prediction that's it's fine but um but that's but that's the thing like how do the bills play being being the target you know how does you know because they're the they they are the target in the afc they're the hunted and NFC, you know, NFL wise, they're absolutely like nobody's taking a week off playing against them. Like nope. that's that's the thing. Like, and they that to me is is the more interesting part for how the, this team handles itself because I want to see how they respond to that because they're not going to get a you know you're not going to catch somebody sleeping. Nope. Brick of the other. The I mean, they'll catch bad teams eventually. Like you know, they're they're gonna, they're playing the NFC North this year. They're going to play three bad teams at least. You know the Jets are going to be bad, like, but you know the Jets always try to try to hulk up for you know a half, anyways. But, um, but I mean, like, you know, but everybody else, like the rest of that schedule is tough. I mean, we you know we looked at it before. The first half of that schedule is very mean, and there is some landmines all over yeah. the place with that first Those half. First seven, yeah. Um, so I mean, like that, but that's that's the thing I want to see. That that's the that's the part I want to see. I want to see you know, we I don't know. I, I I can't judge stuff off a of week one, although we we are totally going to because they're playing the Rams, they're playing you know you're playing the Super Bowl winners like that that's how that works. But like you know last year I remember they played Pittsburgh first week and we're just like geez they're gonna roll that by thirty or forty and then you know shit happens they lose they lose because yeah. they played the sloppy defense, terrible. bad yeah, special yeah. teams, bad yeah. offense like you know that stuff happens. But um, but it's it's gonna be fascinating to watch how how this team handles it. I, and I, I just mean, because, and you know, they're used to everything being micro analyzed, especially here, you know, with, you know, within Buffalo. Uh, but I want to see how it feels for them to have that happen to them on a national scale, because yeah. that's something even last year, they weren't really, they weren't really on that radar quite yet last year. Like they kind of were, cause you know, the, you know, they, they, you know, they played against Kansas city in the, in the AFC title game, like that automatically puts you there, but it was still like the chiefs are the team, you know, right. they, it wasn't that, you know, Oh, Buffalo's right there with them. It was just like, no, Kansas City's a team. You got to be Kansas city. Mm-hmm. And now it's, you know, now the Kansas city lost to Cincinnati in the AFC title game. It's like, all right, well, they're kind of off everybody's mind. Nobody takes Cincinnati seriously, which, you know, we've said is a 
we did a whole segment on that unbelievable thing but um but in buffalo's case like they're it like they're 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 the team that everybody's going to be zeroed in on every week every talk program is going to be talking about it if you're if you're a content maker in buffalo like if you're an aggregator jesus your your head's going to be spinning because every every sunday show every preview show is going to be there's going to be something on the bills no matter what every week especially especially because of the first the first half of the season because every game is going to be a monster one yeah they uh they're the hunted and they're going to get the best shot 17 times from other teams like you said no one's sleeping on uh the bills the one nobody's, nobody's looking ahead to another game when the bills are on this on the I semi disagree with, past buffalo is like well you know we got a game with miami next by week. the way i semi disagree with one of your takes I don't think the NFC North is going to be that bad. I think Chicago is terrible. Um, Green Bay's Green Bay's Green Bay. I actually think your Detroit Lions are going to no. be better than maybe you think they are. Okay, they won four games last year. They I think they're going to be better this year, man. I think they're going to double that this year. That's, that's and, hard knocks. That's and hard I think Minnesota. I think Minnesota stinks. Sooner or later, they're going to. Sooner or later, they're going to play up the expectations. Kirk maybe. Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a bum, and they're a team that centers around Dalvin Cook. Now they got a good receiver, Jefferson's. I, good, I love Justin Jefferson, man. but he's got a bad quarterback throwing to him. So you know, uh, but it's it's a team that's that focuses on the running back, which we know in this league doesn't work. Friggin' Jerry Jones was talking about like we go as Ezekiel, as Ezekiel goes, like no dude, you got friggin' Dak Prescott, give him some receivers, moron. Like <laughs> like what are you talking about? Like, we go as the running back goes, idiot. I do have one legitimate, and then I want to move on here and get to our, our, our draft and stuff. There is one take about the Bills that does involve the preseason that I do think is not something that you could just blow off. I actually think this is important. Mm-hmm. I'm going to circle back, and I'll go back to like a month or two ago. The biggest preseason takeaway, if you want to say the preseason games mean nothing, which you have a fair point to say that, but the biggest takeaway is that I ain't seen Trey White out there. That mm-hmm. matters, all right? I mean. We were going back, and I remember going around minicamp. He's on schedule, this and that. And the question was, will Trey White make it back before week one? Well, we've got the preseason has given us that answer, and that answer emphatically is no. Um, now it's going to be, does he miss the first four games, or does he not even come back possibly to week seven or eight? Mm-hmm. Um, that has probably been the biggest significant development in terms of the field by him not being on the field. Cause he is one of the best players. I mean, he's an all pro corner here and uh, he's not even, we're what two words, but not what we are literally, well, this drops on Friday. So we're 13 days away from the bills opening the season and Trey White's not even practicing yet coming off an ACL. So he's going to be gone a month or so. So to me, that is the one big preseason takeaway that you could say, well, the games, even if they mean nothing, this does mean something. Well, I, I, yes, yes and no. Like, it means something because uh, I think once that injury happened, everybody knew that, like, the first half, some part of the regular season was going to be in question. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's going to be one game, two games, three games, whatever it is. Everybody knew that was going to be a, was going to be a factor. Uh, and if he was practicing at all, I think, during camp or preseason, if there was even a chance of him playing a preseason game, that's a miraculous comeback because, you know, you're a corner, you're doing a lot of running, you know, a lot of cuts, a lot of stuff like that. And, you know, ACLs big deal for, for all that stuff, especially doing the cuts. Like that's a, that's a big, that's a big deal. And if he was able to, you know, come back that fast, like that's, that's like Wolverine stuff, man. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's that. But I, I to, to me, I, I don't take that as, as such a big deal just because I think that was already chalked up as a, as a, as a, as a, not a loss, but like as something that was already like, okay, we know we're not going to have him, So we'll just, you know, next 
next step beyond that is is what we'll take care of. I think they were hopeful. You know, I know fans were maybe a little that's, bit of media, maybe they seem. Yeah, ACLs are no are no well, bullshit, man. Like that's it's hard. dangerous because going to that schedule, those first seven games. Look, the Bills are going to be playing football in January. It would take it would take Josh Allen and her and and uh, or several injuries if not like Josh accident for for that for them to not for play. them to not make the playoffs. Right, for them to not be playing in January would uh, take catastrophic things happening to mm -hmm. them. That said. These first seven games, yeah, they'll even if they struggle out of the gate, they're gonna again. I still fully expect them to be playing in January, mm -hmm. but no Dre White, and you got Rook, whether it's Kyrie Elam or hell, it might be Christian Benford. Mm -hmm. Um, that's not Trey White out there with Dane Jackson, and the the significant part of that is let's just say the Bills go four and three, or even three and four in those first seven. Ain't gonna cost them a playoff spot. It's not, I don't think it's gonna cost them their division, but what it might cost them is a top seed in the AFC mm -hmm. when it's all said and done. Which, hey, in a conference with Kansas City and Cincinnati and uh mm -hmm. you know the Chargers in Baltimore, I want to be in Orchard Park if I'm a Bills fan yeah. right now at the end. So I, I do think Trey White it matters more how the Bills are looking in January and how he's looking in November and December. I completely agree, but it's not meaningless. The, the opening stretch of games, they'll have ramifications oh, no, no. at the end if they don't end up with that number one seat. Oh, no, I, I, I never said those opening games were meaningless. They're no, not you, but other, <laughs> other people are not you, but people okay. are kind of giving that indication. No, you've never said that. Okay. Yeah. But I, I tell you what, though, if they start three and four, uh, every, every outlet is going to be on high red alert of mm -hmm. this season's a disaster already. Sure. Like if, if it gets to, even four and three, people are going to freak the hell out because, right. You know, everybody was predicting this team's going to go 15 and two. And it's like, well, I mean, that's, you know, it's kind of cowardly. Just say they'll go 17 and 0 at that point. You know, <laughs> it's just, just, you know, just don't beat around the bush on it. Just be like, all right, fine. They'll run the table. Like, great. Like, but I mean, you know, when, when the bar is set there, though, like, you know, you stumble out of the gates. Hell, even if, even if they went one and two the first three games, there's going to be a full blown freak out about that. Like, that's, that's, gonna, me, that, that is, let me refresh fans. Let me refresh fans' uh, memories here, their first seven games, because we refer to seven games a lot. Yeah. We, you and I say it a lot. A lot of people say it, but they don't really go through the opponents, just so everybody knows. Their first seven games, they're at the Rams, then they're at home for Monday Night Football against Tennessee, then they're at Miami, which I do not think is a gimme game by any means. Week four, they're at Baltimore. Uh, week five, they're home against Pittsburgh. Week six, they're at Kansas City. And then weeks, and then week eight, because they have a bye week seven. Their seventh game is at home against the Packers on Sunday night football. That Pittsburgh game at home sounds like the only game on paper anyway that should be a relatively easy game for me. So just to refresh that's, that's everybody, Mike those, Tomlin coach team. And yeah, those, those, right, 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 right. Never lay down easy. Like and they beat the Bills in Buffalo last year yeah. after all the hype. So mm -hmm. again, those first seven games, man, are are really going to be uh important to the standings in the conference at the end of the year, maybe not so much the division real quick, before we get to our starting five draft, I just want to gloss over this. Um, Corey Promen from the athletic or whatever, but uh, he has, um, he did his NHL pipelines and for the mm -hmm. second straight season, the Sabres are number one in his rankings. Uh, it was Detroit, New Jersey, and Anaheim and Ottawa rounding out the top five. It doesn't really mean anything, I guess. 
like I said, but at some point when you keep having these, you're number one on these. Hopefully it's going to translate into something. I guess if you're not a good team, then I guess it's good to at least be near the top of the pipeline. I mean, could be worse. It could be a bad team who's like in the middle of the pack or mm-hmm. near the bottom. I guess it's just another thing that kind of reinforces Sabres fans that better days hopefully are going to be had, right? I mean, there's not yeah. really much to add to that. <laughs> yeah, no, to me, like again, rankings like this talks cheap. It's The it, proof is in, in how the payoff goes. You know, mm-hmm. it, I, I know Ted Nolan always said a lot of weird things when he was coaching here. But uh, but what he said about prospects, I, I always love it. And a lot of people don't like it because they just kind of roll their eyes at it. But he goes, he goes, prospects are great until they're suspects. But, you know, they're suspects until they hit the ice. You know, sure. Prove it. It's something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. But uh, but that I mean, I 100 percent believe that. Like, but but th- the way things shape up right now, it's very positive. It's it's exceedingly positive. Pa- you know, Owen Powers is the top of that list. He's he's gonna be on he's gonna be on the second pair of their defense, you know, right away at you know 19, 20 years old. Like pretty awesome. You know, Darlene's 22, and you know, he's the old like one of the old guys on the on the blue line, which is right. crazy. Um, and he, you know, let's see how let's see how his season starts. Let's see if he, you know, if he's you know, plays the way he did at the end of last year, all season this year. That'd be that would be a huge development for them. Um, but it's it's those guys, it's Quinn, it's Paterka. It's it's Levi or excuse me Levy. I was corrected on. I now I got I got yelled at about uh, saying Eric Portillo's name wrong. Uh, Devin Devin Levy. I was told that that's how it's supposed to be said, but he might hmm. pronounce. It. I didn't know that. I was I was told by somebody who is from the Montreal area and knows his family. So you know uh, that's I'll take their word for it, even though you know whatever. But that's that. But that's besides the point. But like. Um, but that's like, you've got all these guys in the high end of things. Like, yeah, it's, things look really good for now, but proofs in the pudding. You gotta do, you gotta be able to do it. You gotta be able to perform. You know, I, you know, I think back a few years ago when people were sky high on Casey Biddlestat right now, it's just kind of like, all right, can he prove himself? Can he prove himself to be a guy that can be a guy here? Like that's sure, right. That's what happens sometimes with with a lot of these guys. Like this is a big year for like, it's a big year for Quinn. Cause you know, a lot of people, are going to remember that playoff performance with the Rochester last year. We had no goals looked kind of rough for most of the playoffs play really well in the last, the, the last series that they were in, but, um, but we'll see how much that eats at him. Like I know playing, he had a rough first season with Rochester and he came back gangbusters last year. Uh, so I expect, I expect him to, 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 to come back even, you know, come back even bigger from that this year, but we'll see, we'll see it, it, those guys, the, the kids are going to get tested, man, because, the, the the way that they ran back basically the same team doesn't create a lot of space on 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 the line charts doesn't create a lot of space in the roster so these guys got to really earn it and really show that they're they're going to take control of it i am excited about covering the team this year i'm excited about talking about them i mean it wasn't too long ago where i'm going to be honest with you i've had you on the podcast for a while <laughs> i hated talking about i hated, hated yep. even talking about the sabers man i used to dread segments i would want to talk with you about literally anything else in the world except for <laughs> when we got to the sabers because it was the same fucking shit yep. about this team being terrible and jack Eichel wanting out and is he gonna get traded and sam ryan are gone um just got oh i was over it mm-hmm. but there's something about this team right now just makeup that has me uh excited let me <laughs> 
you know what i wasn't excited about what a good transition <laughs> All right, so starting five. So a couple of weeks ago, because it's been a couple of weeks now, our last starting five draft, we did best rivalries. All right. Mm -hmm. Joe won 76% of the vote. So more than three to one. Joe took Yankees versus Red Sox. And again, this was best rivalries. Yankees versus Red Sox, Magic versus Bird, Red Wings versus Avalanche, Hamilton versus Burr, and Coke versus Pepsi. I couldn't even pull a quarter. I had the Jets versus the Sharks referencing West Side Story. Biggie versus Tupac. <laughs> this fucking pick here. The Greasers versus the Socias from the Outsiders, the movie in the book. Uh, Ali Frazier and Austin versus The Rock. I'm going to admit something here. All the polls we've ever done, ever. And I've lost by more than this. Yes. But of all the polls we've ever done. So we put these out on Friday at noon. And then, you know, we both tweeted out and then I'll retweet it once or twice. And mm -hmm. I might quote Saturday, I'll quote tweet it. I'll retweet it just, you know, because some people might not be around Twitter on Friday. So mm -hmm. I want to make sure they see it. For the first time ever, I stopped retweeting this. <laughs> I wanted it like Saturday morning. I did not retweet it. I did not quote tweet. I did nothing. I just wanted this poll to, to <laughs> freaking go away, man. Because we usually get a, a decent amount of second day action because yeah. there's people who don't catch the show or see or go on Twitter that first day. It was embarrassing how bad the comments were for me. <laughs> now, the funny thing is this, is I think Biggie and Tupac, that was arguably to me, I think might've been the best actual pick of the draft overall. Yeah. Um, Magic vs. Bird was awesome too. I, I Those are the two that I really thought were great picks. And I think Ali vs. Frazier was a, a pretty good pick mm -hmm. too. But absolutely, the, the other three picks... It's just embarrassing. It was humiliating. I got ridiculed so fucking bad on social media, man. And by friend, by because I always, every Friday, uh, when I go into a restaurant that I go to every Friday, I always have a couple friends who are, you know, what, what poll did you guys do this week? Mm -hmm. And then I'll run it down in the picks. I got laughed at immediately. <laughs> Fictional, like all the real life rivalries, <laughs> all these things, these countries who hate each other, these yeah. companies, these products. And you're picking fictional fucking, not once, and you only get five picks. So 40% of my picks were fictional rivalry, gang rivalries from movies and, and stories that were decades old, man. It was just, it was absolutely embarrassing. I want to move on from that. I, uh, Disgraceful. I, I believe I said four seconds after you picked the Outsiders one, I said, you've lost. This yeah, you did. And you were right. <laughs> I was, like, I, I, when I have to ask you, okay, what's that from? <laughs> and like i'm a, not to toot my own horn here but i'm pretty educated and pretty knowledgeable on a lot of stuff mm -hmm. for me to be like okay who's that is is a bad sign is is a very bad sign for you because like i mean yeah. the people that know they know but like how many people know and yeah. but like i i i gotta tell you i get a very skewed view of how I think the results are going to go because like the set, because I mean, obviously you're the first person to put it out there. You're putting up, the, you're putting up the polls. Right. And I think a lot of your very, your, your very dedicated fans are always very eager to jump on me to be like, nah, Pat kicked your ass again. Like, I'm just looking at this. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, you're I, the take, I are, take my victory laps like right. six minutes into the poll. But also I'm like, I was like, you're the people that are making Pat so delusional that like, he thinks he's going to win. these. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you're part of the problem here. Like you got to, you got to start burying him when he when he really screws up like this. I knew I was buried. And typically when we put these polls out, I think we've been wrong a lot. There's been a lot of times where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be really close. 
And then oh, yeah. there'd it'd be a blowout. Or uh, there's been times where we thought there'd be a blowout and they end up being close. Or I thought you would win a lot by a lot. And then I actually oh. end up pulling it out. And obviously mm-hmm. more often than not, vice versa. Well, that's why I've stopped guessing. But last week I felt. But this, yeah, this one, pretty, this one, was, last one was a lock. Let's hope this one's better. This week we're doing best Disney characters. Don't really need to explain much more than that. <laughs> All right. You got the first pick because actually I picked. Um, the West Side Story is my rivalry with the first overall pick, which sure again, did. not the greatest first yeah. overall pick ever. Jesus, no, no, one. no, it was not. Uh, All right, well, you got the first pick here. I I don't like having first pick on this one, uh, just because there is a zillion characters, and there's so many that are just awesome characters. But I, like, don't you have to go with the icon? Doesn't the icon have to go first? Like, I, 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 even though. And I'll say this, like, I'm taking Mickey Mouse first. Mm-hmm. I have, but I'll say this about Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse ain't done shit in like 70 years. Okay. <laughs> like, like he, I know he's done like a lot, like there's been a lot of like these direct to video things with Mickey Mouse. What's the last, what's the last thing Mickey Mouse ever done? Fantasia. Okay. <laughs> like what year was that? 1945. Okay. Mickey get to work, pal. Right. On his name and his looks and all that, but I got to take him. Like, you can't not. Yeah, you can't do Disney and not take friggin' Mickey Mouse first. Like yeah. it's, I hate, I hate my, I hate that I have to, and I hate myself for having to take them. But it, like this, this if this were like a draft year, like if this were like an actual like and you know, sport draft, I would, I would be the guy that would be leaking information like, hey, they might, this guy might want to trade out of first. <laughs> this guy might want to be looking to accumulate picks later on in the draft because a hundred percent I would. I want to. I want to throw because I don't want to have to take Mickey Mouse, but I have to. I want to throw this out there too. Disney characters are definitely not my strong point, but I I think this would be a fun category. I put this out a couple of weeks ago. I asked people for suggestions because Jesus, man, once you get to like fifty five of these, like we, we, which we've done, it gets a little bit difficult sometimes to come up with topics. Yes. This was one of them. So coming up, by the way, in future episodes, who knows when? But a couple of cool categories that I saw: starting five, uh, one hit wonders. That could be mm-hmm. a fun one that we'll mm-hmm. do. Uh, best cereals, um, sad songs, which I don't know mm-hmm. if we want to be in a kind of mm-hmm. melancholy mood on a podcast, mm-hmm. but uh, Sopranos supporting cast, meaning Man. Sopranos picks, but not Tony Soprano after him. You know, like the supporting <laughs> Avo- cast. Avoiding our, avoiding our rule of um, whoever takes Tony wins. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and then somebody did say this, and I do actually want to do this. And when we do it, I want to do it back to back. We remember one week, I think we did first name Chris. Remember, and neither of us really liked the way that turned out. It was kind of, but because of our names, you know, the best Joes or the best Patricks, I think maybe that could be interesting. That's we'll really see. self serving, and I appreciate that. So yeah. We could do love that. a little bit of self serving, man. <laughs> All right. So you took Mickey Mouse. I got two. I'm going with traditional ones too. Donald Duck has got to be my, my first pick, man. The that's, sailor cat. That's who I would have traded down to get. Is Donald the, Duck. Yeah, you could have traded <laughs> the sharp bow tie. That shit always happens to him too. Donald Duck, man. And He's I love so this voice. Angry, constantly. I'm not, I'm not going to embarrass myself, but when I was a kid, I would try to talk like Donald Duck and I used to try. I just, I can never I do used it. To, I'm not even going to try to do it. Right now. <laughs> I'm not. I'll, I'm definitely I'll blow not. out the sound and I'll, it'll sound terrible. <laughs> but I like Donald Duck, man. He was such a, a cool dummy. And speaking of, that's going to be my other big goofy. Uh, one of my favorite voices yeah. ever when he talked. Uh, he'll, 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 he'll. Yeah, perfect character to, to describe like, you know, just him and his personality. Goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the fedora hat. And just a, a very unique character yep. to Disney. 
again, these are really old ones, and mm-hmm. uh, I really don't have much more that I could describe about them, but I just like them growing up a lot. And I, I'm in the same boat as you, by the way. I, if I had the first pick, you can't not take Mickey. Right. But I actually personally like Donald Duck better that same than Mickey. But you'd have to trade down. So anyway, Donald right. Duck and Goofy. Those are my next two. Right. This is like the people that was, you know, looking back on the, the Darlene draft being like, oh, you can't. You know, why they take Darlene first? They shouldn't have taken him. It was like, dude, whoever picked first was taking him. OK, like there, there's there's no way around it. Like, I, I know you could probably say like two years later, and be like, oh, I want to take this guy. It would have better. Sure. OK, yeah, this is you, where it you, starts to get you do that at that time. You know, I think I think the draft, the draft starts here, man. I I, I don't know about Goofy, but I know no, Donald I think, and Mickey were two of the first three for sure. So now to me, the draft starts now. I don't want to crown you yet, but you're I think you're way ahead already. Um, in my mind, anyways, we'll, we'll see how the rest of this goes. So. I, I, um, I don't play well with the lead, just so you know. <laughs> don't start. Don't start planning the parade yet. <laughs> um, uh, my next pick is going to be Simba from The Lion King. That was my ex on my list. Too. I, I think. Damn it. Yeah, Simba's. I mean, Jesus, how do you not love Simba? Crying out loud, like that's it's the the story, the whole thing. Like it's just the you know one of the best glow ups in a in an animated movie. Like you, you can't go wrong. Um, I picked that in our '90s movies drafts, I believe. I the Lion King. That was one I'm of my movies. Sure did, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you lost that poll. Yeah, I did. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Weird how that happened. Anyways, um, you know Simba and. Hmm. I'm gonna go with the genie from Aladdin. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I you know, li- listen. The other characters in Aladdin are super. Like that's another. That's another really good. That's Robin movie. Williams, right? The mm-hmm. voice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Damn. And uh, but yeah, the genie. Like Robin Williams is a genie. Friggin' stole the show. That was he was so. I mean, it's Robin Williams. He's perfect. Like how do you how do you not say no? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. I don't know how this is going to go over. This is another old ass character. Uh oh. Um, I don't really want to do it. I am Jiminy Crickets. That's going to be my, right. my next right. pick. He's the ultimate voice of reason, man. Uh, you know, most of the time Pinocchio would get in some shit because he because he didn't listen to Jimmy. Uh, he's a great character. Which, by the way, some of these characters like Disney shit's supposed to be, it's not supposed to be for 30, 40, 50 year old adults. I don't really think this, this shit is geared for. No, I, I mean, eh, it kind of is actually, man, but it's supposed to teach uh, kids stuff, man. And, and he yeah. taught kids, you know, about listening to the voice of reason, kind of reminding me of my grandfather a little bit. Though my grandfather was kind of an asshole and Jimmy the crickets <laughs> was pretty cool. Yeah. That everybody, I, Jiminy cricket asshole. <laughs> I like Jiminy cricket. And, uh, I'm just getting to a point where I'm getting silly, man. I I, I can't help it though. I like uh, Winnie the Pooh. Nice, uh, kind of dumb. I was looking good. for honey. I, I like this common his like laid back demeanor. Always yeah. calmly found his uh, solutions. And again, I kind of feel like it's a kid's character, man. It's not an adult character here, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I uh, I'm not feeling very good about these <laughs> as they go on. To be <laughs> fair, though, I still say Disney characters are pretty much top heavy, like the big names. And then after that, a lot of people are going to consider these reaches no matter who we pick. Anyway, yeah. all right. Jimmy all right. Crickets, which is, I don't think that's going to go over well, and Winnie <laughs> the Pooh. 
Um, okay, Jimmy so Cricket. I got, why do you say crickets? That's yeah, listen. You know, you said you already said he's an asshole. He doesn't deserve. That was my grandfather. I call my grandfather an asshole, not Jimmy Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, see, see, this is where, uh, like, again, I'm like showing my age, so I'm just like kind of hovering around movies that I remember that came out when I was like teenage years. So, like, you know, Lion King falls into, you know, falls into that. Like, I think so. Mm -hmm. It's it around that age. Um, but Jesus, I, I remember like growing up, we had, we had Disney channel growing up, you know, my sister and I, so like that was, you know, we grew up in a lot of like the old school characters, but once they started making more of the movies and everything, there was, there was one character that they went whole ham, like going crazy with, you know, just doing all kinds of stuff with him and using him to pro promote the movie, all this stuff. Uh, it's Sebastian. Okay. The Little Mermaid, the uh, the crab, Sebastian mm -hmm. the crab. I know you're about. Um, for Christ's sake, I I I've seen that movie. I watched that movie maybe once, twice, tops. I could probably sing Under the Sea, <laughs> like <laughs> blindly, just being like, "Yep, nope, we're good. I got this." Like it's <laughs> it's insane. It's it's absolutely insane that that, that like that's even possible. Like I just I. It, it's disturbing to me that that's that that's that's the thing that I could possibly do is just you know start doing it, do the uh, Caribbean affectations with the voice, the whole thing. Like it's stupid. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that's enough of the old people. Uh, we got to do a new one, right? Like there's got to be somebody from one of the new movies that's that's big. And sure enough, there is because for God's sake, Frozen was the biggest goddamn movie. Like sure. uh, like every kid loved it. Like I never I never watched it once. But I could probably again. I could sing along to "Let It Go." I, again, never seen the movie once. <laughs> could probably sing along to the song. I've seen the movie like three times. Oh man, you're okay. You're way ahead of me then. But, um, but yeah, but like, what, what was her? Fun? What's her name? Well, uh, I don't know because I'm not picking her. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, no, because I'm picking Olaf. Because Olaf, Olaf, uh, is way cooler. Yeah. Like goofball snowman guy hell yeah yeah I mean, that's a good one i'm down with that like and again like like i said i haven't watched the movie but i've seen enough clips and shit with it like whatever like i i just i'm too old to be sitting around watching new disney movies okay let's put it that way but um but like that stuff was unavoidable it was un you're, if you're online if you're online for 10 minutes well that movie was around just constant videos like just that friggin song everywhere you know, Idina Menzel is a fantastic singer, but Jesus Christ, the song enough already. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Olaf is my pick. I have the last pick here, and I'm going to tell you right now, I got two candidates, and I want to pick one of them. I think the reason why I'm not going to pick it is because I think if I pick this, I'm looking at the rest of my, like, I'm looking at Jiminy Cricket and Winnie the Pooh, and I might not get 10% of the vote if I pick this one. And so since it's kind of um, neck and neck, I'm going to pick someone who I think might help me Okay. A little more modern, and that's Woody, the nice. main character from the Toy Stories. Uh, Tom Hanks' voice made, made the character even better. We became friends with Buzz Lightyear, kind of changed him, kind of pricky mm -hmm. for that. That's who I am picking. I'm going to tell you who I wanted to really pick. I almost, the evil queen from Snow White. Oh, that's who I wanted. Maleficent. She's, yeah. she's, she set a very high bar for, for villains, mm -hmm. you know, going forward. She was, she was literally going to kill Snow White mm -hmm. just so that she could be the fairest of them all. You know what I'm saying? She was kind of, she would transform into one of the twisted old hags. She was kind of terrifying mm -hmm. at the times, kid watching those cartoons. 
So I wanted to wait. I'm thinking of Sleeping Beauty. Sorry, that's yeah. No, the the you're you're talking the witch from Snow White, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was the one I wanted to pick. Captain Hook was another one, and Tigger was another one that I liked. And uh, yeah. Mulan. Oh, but, Mulan. Yeah. Yeah. Super. Mulan Absolutely. was. Yeah. I mean, literally pretending <laughs> guys would get fight for. Yeah, man. I uh, those are ones I wanted to pick. Uh, yeah, I, I, you're, you're going to want predictions of how this is going to go. I have no friggin' clue. I, I, I have no idea. Me neither. No, no idea. Just the only thing I could predict. Safe, cool if I lose. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. I can <laughs> predict safely that people are going to add Tinkerbell. People, the guys that neither of us picked, and I'm sure there'll be some that neither of us even mentioned. Let me, uh, let me run these down as we get out of here. So Joe goes with Mickey Mouse, of course. Simba, uh. The genie from Aladdin, a Sebastian from Little Mermaid, and Olaf. I went with Donald Duck, Goofy, Jiminy Cricket, Winnie the Pooh, and Woody. I truly don't know how Jiminy Cricket's going to go over. I can't imagine it's going to go well, though. This might be close. You know what? I don't think this is going to be a best rivalry level blowout. No, I, I don't think th I, this shouldn't be a blowout. I mean, I, I, who knows? Who, know, who knows how this is going to go? I know Jiminy Cricket's got like some iconography to him. So like, yes, old character like was in one movie, but like did lots of other Disney shit. I think we might get killed about not having Tinkerbell though. Good afternoon. Tinkerbell's literally in everything that Disney does because the the whole you know coming in splash with the wand and Disney magic and all that shit. Like never, you know. But well, I, I can live with it. <laughs> check out check out the Mayday Day podcast this Monday. I promise you, Joe and Lance Lazowski from the Buffalo News will not be talking about Disney characters. I can confirm uh, that. Yes, <laughs> for an hour. Make make sure you follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Yurden. Catch links to his work with the Bleacher Report, McKean, and everything else that he's doing. Thanks as always, man. Good to have you back. This was a I don't know. You know what? This was an interesting draft. I don't want to call it fun yet. We'll see how it plays out with uh with the fans but thanks for doing the pod it's always fun having you on absolutely man and it's uh remember the, the polls are only fun if you win them <laughs> whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation at hundreds of locations across the globe access to a center is easy and affordable interested in experiencing the ee system technology for yourself Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.